Welcome back, everybody, to the What's Up Next podcast. We are back for episode 11, and today I am joined by... Leo! And Chris. Yeah, we're back. Uh, second straight week with this trio. Um, I kind of like it this way sometimes, without <laughs> Christian's bias. I say that every week, but it's true. Um, I won't hate on Christian anymore, though. I'm done with that. Uh, before I ask the uh, famous question in the episode, I just want to let you know that next week I will be away, so we we may not, may, may not have an episode coming out next week, but the following weekend we will. Um, we'll just see how it goes so far, because I'm going to be, I'm going to be away, uh, but we'll see how, how it goes. But Leo, I have a question to ask to you today. What is up next? Well, what we have next, Jake, or what we have up next, I should say, is... Championship game predictions. The, obviously, the Final Four was last night. Had a, a two very, very exciting games. One, obviously, more exciting than the other. I don't think I need to say. Um, we will do championship game predictions, and then we will name our all-time starting fives for both of the teams in the championship game. Then we move on to MLB awards, obviously, with the theme of MLB, because it starts this uh, this Ooh, Friday or this Thursday. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm very, very excited, too. And then we will uh, end it off with NBA uh, playoff teams tier list. Yes. It should be very, very fun. That is going to be so a very first, fun So um, first, let's start with the championship game predictions. So, Woo. we got Kansas and North Carolina. North Carolina is an AC. Let's not forget that. Yes, they are um, yeah, sometimes I forget that they're an AC. Yeah, like, like just because their program is so prestigious, we forget that they're actually an AC right now. And I think it's better because it's more, like, more. they're an underdog, obviously. And we like to root for underdogs, but especially in March Madness. They kind of don't feel like underdogs. Oh, they no. Feel like they feel like one of the best teams in the tournament from the beginning. Yeah, that is very true. Um, Villanova lost to Kansas. Yeah, eighty-one sixty-five yesterday. That was um, bad. Yep. Got to put respect uh, on Kansas. We had them as, like, not even, like, they should be considered a one seed, but yeah. they've clearly shown that they yep. are a one seed. They yep. have made it to the title game. Yeah, Bill he's, Self proves he's a good coach again, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. Leo doesn't like that. Yeah. I I think Bill Self's a good coach. I think Chris does too. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, Jay Wright's clear. So uh, that didn't show yesterday. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so yeah, so Kansas defeated Villanova yeah, yesterday. Where is uh, Michigan at? I don't I don't remember them being in the Final Four. You know, I remember I got fifty bucks off them. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, no comment actually. Um, Shh, <sighs> move it. <laughs> Okay, other game, UNC Duke. Um, so it was actually exciting. I was uh, lucky enough to catch the last, like, uh, second half of the game. Which was the best part of the game. Which was the best part of the game. That's always the best going part. back and forth. Caleb Love is the truth. Uh, refs continue to be horrible. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Bad. Oh, my God. Okay, um, so, like, Brady Manic would just go like this. He would just, like, stand straight up and be like, Foul! <laughs> or they would like they wave off the shot because they were oh, like, yeah. no contact. How about that one last night where they waved off the N one? I thought it was it was a little late, but um, I feel like if you like I, I forget the exact player who did it on Duke, but the Duke player had uh, he drove foul got called it was waved off the the but he made the bucket it was waved off because the foul was before the shot um, like three seconds or whatever. But I think if it's that big of a motion. Like, or if it's that, if he was like, if he was, you know, he was going to score. And if it was that close and like where you had to wave it off, like, I think they should have just counted it. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, uh, it was a one point game until the final 15 seconds or whatever, where Caleb Huff, Caleb Love hit like a dagger three. So UNC is looking really, really scary right now if I'm Kansas. There are four and a half underdogs going into the national championship game tomorrow night. But I don't think that North Carolina should be taken lightly. Obviously, they've proved that they're such a good team this year. And they are playing like they're like a top seed in the, in the tournament because all of their star power is just insane. Like, uh, I want to read it off real quick. I think all their starters play the entirety of the second yeah, half. Yeah, like Caleb Love had 28 last night. 
absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Brit, <laughs> I just had to sneeze real quick. Uh, Brady Manick, he didn't play his best game. He, I think he had 11 points Wait, last night. Hit, but he was three. But he does what he does well. He was hitting threes last night. He still had such a good like game. Fadeaway jumper. Uh, like, yeah, from from the corner. Um, obviously, we all know and love Armando Baycott. He's a machine. He gets so he's, many rebounds. He's, uh, he's a double double lock pretty much every game. And the last person I want to touch out that goes a little bit underrated uh, in this UNC starting lineup is Leaky Black. His defense really changes the culture of this team. Uh, he can clamp up anybody that he's going against. We saw it time and time again every single game they played. I think Leaky Black is one of the most underrated players on this UNC team. I think he's a great reason why. Um, and we. Saw all kind of like in the Villanova game you need that you need that defensive star kind of like uh, they were missing with Moore uh, in, in terms of Villanova he was hurt and that's why they uh, had such a big defensive absence against Kansas yesterday but I think that you need somebody like uh, Leaky Black uh, to come in and just absolutely clamp down on everybody and that like in order to be a good college team you need that and you need that player and I think that's why UNC has a very good formula and they have a really good shot to win this game but um, well, I don't know anything about Kansas, so if it's my prediction, I'm going to pick UNC because I don't like Kansas. Ooh, Karis, I'll let you go. Uh, I'm picking UNC. Um, I've, I've said that UNC looks scary coming out in this tournament. They started off real, they started off pretty slow, but then towards the season, they've gotten better and better and better, and they've hit the peak at the perfect moment. They are on a hot streak, and I don't think that hot streak's going to slow down. I think they're going to, they're going to cut the nets at the end of the game. All right, so I want to digress here. I'm going to go Kansas, and I just spent a minute preaching defense, so I'm going to do the same for Kansas. Uh, Kansas's defense was one of the reasons why they won their game yesterday against Villanova, probably the main reason. I mean, they allowed 65 points, one of the most fundamental, one of the most best-coached teams in the nation. They allowed 65 points. Um, obviously, Villanova was missing a couple key guys, but people like Remy Martin, great defensive guard. And then they have people on the offensive side, like Christian Braun, that OEO knocks down shots. And let me find his name in my notes. Uh, Ochi Ajibaji. I hope I pronounced that right. I have no clue. He was six of eight, three points uh, yesterday. So he was, I think he started four of four. So they have guys both incredibly balanced on the offensive defensive sides. They have guys that are going to be making shots regardless of the game. Regardless, if they're cold, they're going to keep shooting. Kansas is going to make shots. That's what they're used and accustomed to doing. And I think they're they're going to they're going to finally put a stop to UNC's incredible run here because. Their defense is just too good. While UNC has great defense, I think Kansas is just an overall better team than UNC. But hey, we've seen UNC come out with the upset plenty of times before. So I would not, I would not be surprised at all if UNC wins this game. But I'm going to have to go Kansas while Leo and Chris are going to take uh, UNC here. But we can all agree it's going to be a great game tomorrow, right? Yeah, for sure. Game. This game is going to be incredibly close like they always are in the national championship. So moving on. Uh, we decided before the episode, Chris actually had the nice idea to uh, create an all-time starting five for both UNC and Kansas. So we're going to name them off real quick. And kind of, I I at least did mine based off college and NBA success. I think Leo and Chris more did. No, uh, I, did, I did more NBA, uh, I feel like. Yeah, so um, we have a little bit of variety here, I think. So I'll let Leo start off. Who's your uh, all-time UNC starting five? Um, all-time UNC starting five. Obviously, um, I think the best point guard in their entire history is Phil Ford. I did not know who he was until about like 50 minutes ago. <laughs> but he has been he was an incredible player for UNC. Um, and then I will talk about um, Michael Jordan. Uh, who is that? Who's, yeah, I, I know. He's, he's this little-known guy. He was like a, like a two, two three-time All-American at... Uh, at UNC, played really, really well there. Um, was like the number three pick in the NBA draft. Uh, I don't know if he. How did he do in the NBA? Was he like any good? 
I think yeah, he he got like six championships. From oh really? Uh, uh, that's not bad. On the bench. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not too bad. I, I I don't know if he was starting around the bench, but he 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 you know he was on the the Bulls for almost the entirety. Of his oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, he was like he was like um like Scottie Pippen's right hand man. Oh, I'll have to do my research later. Yeah, yeah, he's second to LeBron. So oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Agreed, agreed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, third, I've or at the small four position or at the three spot, I have Antoine Jameson, mm. and then at the four spot, I have Tyler Hansborough, who I think hands down is probably the second best player in UNC history, only second to Michael Jordan. Bleacher Report says otherwise for some reason. We don't listen to Bleacher Report. <laughs> and uh, Bob McAdoo as my center. Okay, so I have a couple common uh, ones there. Obviously, I'll start with my shooting guard because it's literally Michael Jordan. And who else are you going to put there? Nobody. Uh, Michael Jordan is the best UNC player. I don't care if he didn't have the best college career at UNC ever. He's the best, He's the best UNC, UNC player, player ever. I don't care. Um, and actually, he would always play with UNC shorts under his Chicago Bulls shorts in the NBA. I just learned that a couple days ago. So he shows his true love to UNC all the time. My point guard, I'm running a little hybrid here. I have Vince Carter. Um, here, yeah. So you should have put Michael Jordan at point guard because he played point guard in the. That's NBA. true. Uh, I, I like I said, it's a little hybrid. Maybe going like a little NBA two K All Star uh, team kind of here. But uh, I'll take Vince Carter at the point guard position, and him and Jordan are kind of interchangeable in terms of playing uh, both of those spots. At small forward, got to pay a little homage to my Pistons here. I took Rasheed Wallace. Um, great NBA career, great college career, just a perfect UNC player. Power forward, I'm taking Luke May because. This man, I know he didn't pan out in the NBA literally at all. I don't even know if he got into the NBA. But this man at UNC, I swear every time I saw him shoot the ball, it was going in. He had some great moments for UNC in the tournament where he took down Duke with an incredible buzzer beater shot. I'm taking Luke May at my power forward position. And then center, I have Bach McAdoo. He was, he was an even better NBA player than he was in college, but he was just a beast at both levels. That's my all-time UNC team, Chris. Uh, yeah, no, for for my uh, UNC starting five, I also have Phil Ford, um, like Leo did. Uh, I didn't really know much about him until about when we were looking stuff up. Um, yeah, that's how much I have to say about Phil Ford. <laughs> Phil Ford. Um, then, you know, small um, shooting guard, you know, some guy named MJ. Uh, not <laughs> sure if he was good or not, but... This, the site said he was, so <laughs> I put him down. And then uh, at the three, I have uh, James Worthy, um, the goggles. Um, yes, sir. He, yeah, I don't know how great he was at UNC, but I know in the um, NBA. He was actually he was, one of uh, uh, the better, one of uh, Michael Jordan's teammates, actually. I'm pretty sure he was better than Michael Jordan, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, Makes in, sense. In, in the NBA, that didn't pan yeah. out. Yeah. But uh, in the <laughs> NBA, he had a great, he had a great career. Um and then I have at the four, I have uh, Antoine Jamison, uh, yeah. great guy, you know, plays, uh, I mean, he, he could, I kind of have him as like, it could be a three or the five here because they're both kind of like around the same height. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two or, yeah, yeah two, you know, uh, you know, you're four, right, you're four right. or five. Make yeah. a hybrid yeah. like me. He's a hybrid, yeah, yeah. kind of, because like, I feel like UNC doesn't have much big men center success in the NBA. Um, but uh, I also have uh, Tyler uh, Hansborough playing center. Which is kind of a he's not really a center, but he could he he has, he has the height to play center. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how Jacob doesn't have Tyler hands, bro. Bob McAdoo and <laughs> Luke May. No, I don't like no. I, Tyler I, hands, bro, is probably one of the best players in college basketball history. Yeah, and to not have him on an all-time UNC team. Well, oh, sorry, I didn't grow up in 1954. Put, uh, no, he played in 2008. I didn't even know. 2008. That. I'm sorry. Nine, oh, I'm Brady, that's a Brady, disgrace. Brady, uh, Brady, Brady might be on this list. Brady, Brady Manic. Yeah, he might be on this list. Baycott. Yeah. yeah. Caleb Love. Caleb, I'm just Caleb, put the whole story. Caleb five. Love over MJ. <laughs> 
Um, Hot take. <laughs> all right, moving on to Kansas. Might be able to go for a Phil, uh, Phil Ford. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, so for Kansas, I think there's a little more uh, a clear cut because there's a lot of I know a lot better uh, like NBA. I think Kansas has a lot better of uh, NBA product. Oh yeah. So starting out with the point guard, uh, <laughs> one of LeBron's teammates, Mario Chalmers. I think um, I we all put him. He's just, yeah. one, of, he's just yeah. one of LeBron's teammates. I think that's all he's notable for. And Captain Kirk Heinrich, uh, Bulls legend. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Paul Pierce, uh, because you know he's, he's, his name I had no is literally idea. the truth. I had no idea he went to Kansas. But Neither did yeah. I. Um, and then I'm gonna save the best for last. So <laughs> oh, Will Chamberlain, no. wait, wait, no. Will Chamberlain mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at the at the center position for. Keep in mind, reasons. he said keep the best in last. So take that with <laughs> you, the, whatever you. Yeah, whatever you saving want. the best for last, and the, obviously the best for last is Joel Embiid because you know he's kind of the best player in the NBA right now. I'm kidding. <sighs> kidding. Gosh, I'm kidding. Sometimes I can't tell if you're kidding. Sort of. <laughs> Um, um, so obviously, <laughs> yes. Um, so the lineup is Mario Chalmers, Kirk Heinrich, Paul Pierce, Will Chamberlain, and then Joel Embiid. All right. So Kansas, um, mine's looking pretty similar to Leo's. I'm not going to lie. They're known for producing a lot of forwards and, um, not as many guards and, but they, they, they produce a lot of good centers as well. I have Mario Chalmers at my point guard position. I'll save the, I, I have four out of five that are the same as Leo. So I'll save my, my other one for last. Uh, at small forward, I have Paul Pierce as well. Uh, I, a little hybrid again. I went power forward. I went Joel Embiid. And then center, I have Will Chamberlain. Uh, my shooting guard, I have Andrew Wiggins because this man, he was a number one pick. And at Kansas... Yes, so was Anthony Bennett. Yeah, understandable. But he was at Kansas. Andrew Wiggins was one of the best players in program history. So, uh, yeah, he was. Okay, uh, let's put it this way. If he didn't play for the Warriors, I would agree with you. Yeah, well, yeah, true. I have, I have the exact same starting five for Kansas. It's yeah, because it's, it's kind of hard to pick any of the other options. It's like seeing who Kansas has. It's hard to pick anybody else. Uh, so that was a quick little segment there. We just wanted to. If if you had to pick who between these starting fives, who do you think would win? Oh, that's a that's a good question, actually. Kansas. This is, I, I think, think I think I'd have to pick Kansas. Kansas. It, I, I don't think, think it's as easy as you think. It's, it is, it's it not. Is I mean, because because UNC has MJ, you know, you have, it's MJ. Yeah, he, you had, but well, MJ I think MJ, I think MJ they have trash. These I are, have Vince Carter too on mine, and Rasheed Wallace. So like three, those three are going to compete with Kansas. Yeah. So I'm going to go. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Tyler Hansbrough is not going to lay a finger on Joel Embiid or Wilt wherever he is because yeah. he's the power forward. He's just – literally, you could just put – you. I think if you had, like, actual, like, 50 overalls, like, for the other three positions on Kansas, it doesn't matter because they're still going to win. Yeah, but if you take – look at my line. If you have Bob McIndoe, he's going to be able to play much better defense than Tyler Hansbrough. Bob McIndoe's in mine. Oh. He's the center. No one's beating the combination of Will and Embiid. Never mind. Even if Paul, like Paul Pierce, he's better than Antoine Jameson. Yeah, that's true. It's it. I think it's closer than you guys are thinking it out to be. But I, I'd no, probably I think, take. Kansas. I think it's closer than. I'd probably take Kansas because. Yeah, I'd probably take Kansas. I, that, that was actually a good question. I, I didn't think. Okay, who that. scored hundred points in a game? Not MJ. Boom. <laughs> next. Well, next he didn't second. do that. He didn't do that. He Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He didn't, right. he didn't get to play Kansas yet. Yeah, true. <laughs> so that was a little nice segment. A Harlem Globetrotter before yeah. he was uh, at Kansas. That was a nice little segment we wanted to do for the uh, national championship game tomorrow. Uh, it's, we're recording this on Sunday, so the, the game is tomorrow night on Monday. Uh, that was just a quick little segment that we wanted to do right there to have a little fun, celebrate March Madness coming to an end, and let's move on to the MLB. So the season, like Leo said, starting, I think, Thursday or Friday, and I could not be more excited. I said last week when we did our uh, division predictions that we we're going to probably do a little bit more to do with the NBA in terms of prediction-wise. So today we're going to be hitting the MLB awards. Um... This is a little harder 
than I thought it was going to be because me and Chris are not extremely <laughs> baseball experts. I do, I do, I know my baseball, but like talking about some of the newer guys, like I, I probably knew everybody in the league in like 2015. That's gotcha. when I would just watch the league like all the time when I was a kid. But now growing up, I don't know as many younger guys, stuff like that. But I think I did a pretty good job of my predictions. So all right. um, let's start off with the. Should we start off with the MVP or save that for last? Let's let's start off with um, delivery man of the year and then go manager, rookie, Hank Aaron, Cy Young, MLB, uh, MVP. All right, so we're going to start with the reliever. Or did you say reliever? Yeah, reliever. Reliever of the year. Leo, start us off. Um, so um, as the uh, self-proclaimed resident MLB expert, um, <laughs> I think the AL de- delivery man of the year is going to be Rizal Iglesias. He had a very, very good second half of the season last year where he was looked like one of the best relievers in baseball. I don't think they're going to give it to Liam Hendricks again. As good as Liam Hendricks is, I think Rizal Iglesias is probably going to win it. Um, also, it could be Emmanuel Classe. He just signed a contract with the uh, Cleveland Guardians, but he's also very good. But I think it's going to end up being um, the Angels man, Rizal Iglesias. Now moving on to the NL, um, it's the best reliever in baseball, best closer. I don't, I think they're kind of interchangeable, but it's Josh Hader. I don't think I need to say more than that. Yeah, not really. Uh, I'm gonna pick back off you a little bit. I also have my NL because I also have Josh Hader. Um, he literally is the best reliever in baseball. He plays for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I think that he's gonna continue his dominant success that he had last year. The Brewers pitching staff was phenomenal last year. I think that's gonna continue this year as long as there's no injuries or anything like that. Um, in the AL, I have Liam Hendricks. I know it's kind of like a popular pick, kind of like one of the favorites, but I think his dominant pitching, the, the White Sox is another team similar to the Brewers, dominant pitching. So I think Liam Hendricks is going to, like, like, he's just going to flourish in, around that supporting cast of pitching. And I think that he's going to have such another dominant year again. I think it wouldn't be a surprise that he takes home AL uh, reliever of the year. So, Chris? Um, yeah, no, I also have Liam Hendricks winning it uh, for the AL. Why reliever. not Nestor Cortez? Um, who is that? I, I, he, he's more of a starter. I feel like now. Oh, he's, oh yeah, that's right. He is more of a starter. He's the, he's the. Oh my gosh, is that a Yankee? What is it? Yeah, he's the What is his nickname? Uh, uh, like, uh, kicks weird. Uh, what, what is his he's gonna have to shave that now. The mustache. No, no, no. no, no he played for the Yankees. That. Now, yeah, is it just no beards for the Yankees? I think it's just no beards. Oh, I don't really? know what it is actually. Because yeah, Nestor Cortez was like for the entire season had a he had a mustache. Had a mustache on. Oh. I think they're allowed to have mustaches. Yeah. Shows how much I know. I don't think they're allowed to have beards. Yeah. Um, and then I also have uh, Hater winning it for the NL. Yeah, right. pretty easy picks there. All right, so what did we say? We said manager of the year? Yeah. All right, so ahead. for manager of the year, uh, I think there's only like like three guys that this could realistically go to. I'm going to go with Kevin Cash for the AL, the Rays manager. I think like even though I said they were like third for my uh, AL division predictions, I still think they're probably going to like just pull 100 wins like out of their out of their butt but like <laughs> it's just it's crazy like they cuz i mean Wander Franco's coming into his own so i think you know Kevin Cash is just going to win another one and then for the NL manager of the year i'm going to say the um, LA Dodgers manager Dave Roberts i mean <laughs> we did clown him last episode for saying the championships already going to LA i mean yeah but it could be it, it, i mean it very well could be he's probably it, i mean they're probably going to get 100 wins i mean look at their lineup i mean um, i well now i know where Max Muncy is going to play he's probably going to play second base for them so yeah, if you I think if you don't get a hundred wins with that team, you are a failure as a manager. And I, so I feel like I said that last week. Yeah, Dave Roberts is going to get it. Um, for my managers of the year in the AL side of things, I'm actually going to stick in the division, but I'm going to go with a different pick. I'm going with Charlie Montano of the Blue Jays. I think this Blue Jays team is set up for immediate success. I I think we all said last week that they're going to be first in the division. So I think that. Normally, like, we've seen it time and time again. Best record often wins coach of the year a lot of times in sports. So I think that this trend could continue. I think the Blue Jays very well could have the best record in the entire American League. 
But that divisional, that playing in that divisional hurt them a little bit in terms of like their win numbers because they're playing with such prestigious competition. Three other yeah, they're playing against three teams. other literal playoff teams. Um, but I, I think that Charlie Montano is going to be doing a good job here. He just signed an extension uh, recently. So I think that the Blue Jays have their guy in terms of managing the team. And I think that the, the success of the players is just going to provide him with such an easy job. And I think that I think he's an underrated pick for, uh, for manager of the year. Uh, moving on the NL, I also have Dave Roberts because I would not even be surprised if this team wins 120 games. Like, that's not, I'm, I'm not it's even not exaggerating. It's not unrealistic to say that. I'm not exaggerating. Like, I think it's just going to be, it's, it's just going to be stupid this season for the Dodgers. Um, like Leah said, he said last week that, uh, the Dodgers are going to be the 2022 MLB World Series champions. So we'll see how that plays out. Like I said, I have that saved. Um, in case in case we need to pull it out at the end of the season. Um, no, we we will we will pull it out. At the yeah, because the they'll, they'll pull their annual choke in the playoffs and then. Yeah. Uh, but I do have him winning uh, manager year because it is a regular season award, uh, by the way. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Chris. You know, I also have Dave Roberts winning that. I think that's a clear cut. Uh, if if the Dodgers don't plan out as they should, like they are on paper, they're basically perfect on paper. If they don't win the World Series, it's a failed season. Anything below World Series is a failed season. Even Agreed. if they go to seven games and they lose the seventh game in the 12th inning. It's still a failure. It's still a failed year. Because you shouldn't be going to seven games with that lineup. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, in the AL side, I have, I think I'm going to butcher his name, but it's like Scott Service, Surveys, something like that. He's uh, the Mariners mar- uh, manager. I think uh, that he put a great lineup this year with, with trades with um, Jesse Winker, uh, and in your Suarez as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think the, I think just the Mariners are going to be so, so much better than they were last year. And I just think the improvement from the team that they had last year to this year is just going to – he's going to win the award. Yeah, that. and they had like 89 wins last year with yeah. like mm-hmm. with that lineup. So Yeah, I agree. That's a good pick. That is a very, 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 very good pick. Was it a very good pick? Yeah. <laughs> A lot okay. of berries. Well, because like I mean, like the Mariners, like 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 they like wrote. Like, I'm excited for them. Yeah, they're they're gonna be a nasty team. I want to see I want to see Jared Klenick improvement too. Jared Klenick. Yeah. I hope he has a good season. Well, he, speaking ooh. of the Seattle Mariners, ooh. AL Rookie of the Year pick Julio Rodriguez. This guy is literally the best. He's gonna be the best player in baseball in like five years. He's oh, really? so good. He is he is he is a five tool player, so he can hit for power, hit for contact. He is Gold Glove potential he can run the bases like it's nobody's business and he's just a, he's just a great player he's a great player and i think he'll um end up he'll i think he'll i, I probably at the end of the season i think he'll be the best outfielder in the seattle mariners lineup i think he'll be better than jesse winker wow at the end of the season. that's the mark it down I, i'm so I gotta, I, I gotta, i'm so high on julio rodriguez this guy was an absolute monster in the minors he's already mashing balls in spring training i think he's already earned his spot on the opening day roster so that's who my um al rookie of the year pick is and then and a rookie of the year pick. It's not a guy who's like young. It's Seiya Suzuki. He signed a five-year, yeah. seventy million dollar deal with the Chicago Cubs. How about I mean, that as a rookie? Five years, seventy million. <laughs> I think. I think. I think this is kind of. I don't think the, there's a. I think the AL is kind of spoiled with their rookie of the year picks, like with Torkelson and Bobby Witt Jr. But the NL is kind of like a little bit lacking in the prospect department because O'Neill Cruz is being sent down by the P- Pirates for service time manipulation. So he'll probably end up winning it next year. So say Suzuki, I mean, it's kind of a kind of an kind of an easy award right here for him to win. So yeah, I'll go say Suzuki for my uh, NL Rookie of the Year pick. Those are two interesting predi- uh, predictions. I actually like that a lot. Uh, for my AL Rookie of the Year, I'm gonna take Bobby Witt. He's the number one overall prospect in baseball for the Kansas City Royals. I will say, if uh, Riley Green didn't get hurt a couple days ago, I would have taken him. I think not even biased. I think he's 
an absolute stud, and I think that he would have had a real shot to win rookie of the year for the Tigers if he didn't get hurt a couple week, a couple days ago. That's the besides the point. I'm going to take Bobby Witt because I think his production is going to be off the charts. He's pretty much one of the big focal points of this Kansas City team. It's a rebuilding team. They don't have much talent uh, outside around them. So I think that this is this this could honestly be Bobby Witt's team like after this year. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Um, so I, I like to see him flourish in this off uh, flourish in the whole like just flourish everywhere because he has the chance to. And I think that's what's going to give him the rookie of the year honors. In the AL. In the NL, I'm going to take Camilo Duvall out of San Francisco. This guy got called up in September of last year, and he was absolutely balling. And I don't, I don't want to use that phrase lightly. He was playing very good baseball. Great pitching, great stuff for a very, very good San Francisco team last year. And I think that's going to be one of the reasons why San Francisco pitching is still as good as it was last year and like this year as well. Um, he's only 24, he's 24 years old. Um, so th- this guy has pitching experience. He's got everything. And I think that this is actually a pretty good award for him to win. And I would not be surprised if the Giants repeat some, some of the success that they had last year. I so. like that. Camilo Duvall. I like, yeah. a, like a reliever winning. Uh, yeah, how about that, right? Yeah, right. They're one of the big awards too uh-huh yeah i have the exact same pits picks as uh jacob i have uh really Duvall and uh bobby i don't think it's bobby Witt. yeah i don't think it's too much like to yeah, say that they came to be honest right. i don't really know much about these guys but <laughs> watching while, I, while looking them up i looking at some of their highlights uh i think that they both do have the potential to be stars in this league so i I appreciate Chris is the, Chris is the that boy nice watcher kind of guy. Yeah. Ooh, that boy sees, nice. Sees, sees, sees his highlights. Ooh, that boy nice. <laughs> Hear the crack of Bobby Witt's bat. Ooh, that boy <laughs> nice. No, yeah, but for real, those are two really good picks, I, I think, for Chris as well. Right. Uh, Hank Aaron Award. Hank Aaron Award. So the Hank Aaron Award, um, it's the best offensive performer for the entire season. And so for the AL, uh, I'm going to go uh, Luis Robert or Robert, or however you pronounce his name. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Robert. Um, but Luis uh, Robert, yeah. I think actually. I think it's Robert. Robert. Luis Robert. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. Have Same thing. Have him on the pod one day. <laughs> um, I think he's going to be the best offensive performer in the AL uh, next year. Mike Trout's coming off an injury. Shohei Itani. I mean, as as much as I would like to see him repeat what he did, I think it's almost impossible to put that together. But he didn't win last year. And he didn't, he didn't I, because year. because he won the MVP. Because but he, won the he MVP, did not win this. But he didn't last win year. last year yeah. because of Vlad Jr. Proves how hard it is to win. Yeah. Also, I think Marcus Simeon could be a, could have been a good shot for this too. But I think it's going to be Luis Robert. I think this guy is going to be probably a. I mean, he could very well be the best outfielder in baseball. I think he'll be the best the player season. on the White Sox too. I, are, I see. I already think he is. Really? I already think he's the best. If he uh, didn't get injured, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Because th- that back half of the season where he came back, he, oh, he played he was so good, tearing it, it up, was unbelievable. Yeah, I think he's gonna be the best offensive performer in the A. And then for the NL, I don't think there's like much debate. I think it's gonna be Juan Soto at one point. Like towards the end of the season, he was walking. He was he's getting on base more than fifty percent of the time which is absolutely insane. This guy is going to continue to mash baseballs like it's nobody's business. I mean, there's no one else in that Washington team outside of the fossil that is Nelson Cruz that's going to be doing something. So it's, if, it's, if it's going to be anyone in the NL, it's going to be Juan Soto. I like, the, I like that. Pick. I'll start off with the NL because I also have Juan Soto. I mean, this dude's just nuts. He's literally like – he is the Washington Nationals. Um, he's going to have just another dominant season like he always does. He's going to be dominant for so long because he's still so young. Like – it's incredible how good he is. He's just going to – I don't think this is a debate for this award. And then the AL side of things, I'm going to go Raphael Devers. Um, this guy okay. this guy okay. is so good. And I think he's, he's one of the more underrated players in the game, definitely on the Red Sox because like we like we've preached time and time again, the Red Sox infield is disgusting. And I think that his production is going to go a little unnoticed of it because of the star player he's playing around in that infield. And I think that – 
his offense is just too good to overlook because last year he was he was hitting the rubber off the baseballs like he was mashing home runs all over the place mashing extra base hits he was everything for the Red Sox in terms of offense and I think that it's just nothing short of gonna I think it's gonna be nothing short of the same this year I think that Raphael Devers is gonna actually take home this award which is a little bit of an underrated pick but I'm gonna go with that Chris um yeah no for the AL um with Raphael Devers I do not have him but on the other side of the rivalry in the keeping in the AL East, I know who I have you're picking. Aaron Judge. Yeah. I just think Aaron Judge. He has he from his off his rookie year, we've seen what his potential is, and I think he can he can bring it back to the table this year. The last couple of years, he's dealt dealt with a couple injuries, but other than the injuries, he's he's still been putting up numbers. He's I mean he's been a swinger miss hitter. He if he works on the contact, he he will be uh, also if he hitter. stays healthy too. He is this healthy. is this a contract year for him? Uh, I believe it is. I believe so, I think, he better I think perform. He, I think he he might not even play unless they don't give him a uh, extension. Really? Yeah. Oof. Wow. Dang. All right. Well, well we, we really don't, don't want to see that. They are the they are the Yankees, so yeah. I believe they will pull some money. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. And then for the NL, this might be a surprise, but I have Christian Yelich. Ooh! Wow! That is a surprise. I just feel like wow. Almost forget how good he was a couple yeah. years ago, and him having those injuries. That this year he will be. He he's gonna be great again, and the Milwaukee Brewers, they they. You were they high on him last scary. week. Yeah, I I like Christian Yelich. Okay, I like, I like that pick a lot actually. I like that. Okay, it's a big it's a big what if, but if he's if he's his like his if he's his twenty nineteen form, he's unstoppable. So I I love that pick, Chris. Is that all you gotta say? That's all I have to that's say. That's a that's a very very way good to drop pick. the ball. Yeah, way to drop right? the bomb. Like cool. All right, Cy Young, start us off. Um, AL. Um, I I kind of thought about this one a lot. I saw the the top. Odds for uh um can never go wrong looking at the AL, drafting odds yeah right for the AL Cy Young I didn't like I didn't like I don't think Giolito is gonna win I don't think no. uh Robbie Ray is gonna repeat and so why not give the uh, AL to last year's MVP or the Cy Young to last year's MVP Shohei Otani I mean Oof. he was he was not the best pitcher in the in the AL by any means but I feel like if he can sort of replicate what he did on the mound last year. Get just like lower that ERA a bit, get a few more strikeouts. I think he could very, very well be the um the AL Cy Young because the AL doesn't have you know your Jacob Degroms, your Max Scherzers. You don't have that kind of pitch. I mean, outside of Garrett Cole, but yeah. like they um, don't have like that top. They like, don't. They don't guy. have those up those upper echelon pitchers or like well not the upper echelon because obviously they do like like Shohei Otani, but they don't have like. You know they don't have the Jacob best, Degrom. They don't have Jacob Degrom or Max Scherzer. Yeah, like uh, like yeah, as like if you want to like like do with that as what you will. But I think Shohei Otani is going to be the Cy Young winner for um the AL. I think the NL Cy Young. Uh, I think this. I, I see. I think this is just a, this is definitely a hot take because there are like we just we were just talking about Jacob. De, well, I mean, obviously Jacob Degrom is not going to be playing because and Scherzer actually. Max Scherzer is also got yeah he got scratched for spring spring training game. And then I think way down the odds is my winner, Sandy Alcantara. I love that. He was I love absolutely it. Absolutely disgusting last year. I love it with the Miami Marlins. Um, I th- he's there. He's definitely their ace right now. He definitely proved that he was their ace. The re- see, th- like people would look at the record and be like, "Oh, he was kind of a mid pitcher." No, record does not matter when it comes to baseball pitchers. I will continue to preach that. Sandy Alcantara is going to win the Cy Young because I mean, I mean Zach, I mean Zach Wheeler. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff were all very, very good pitchers last year, but who say they're repeating it again? I'm kind of making this pick off because I really like Sandy Alcantara, and it's just like I don't think history will repeat itself in this case. I think it's the perfect storm for Sandy Alcantara to swoop in and grab this award. Give me a fist bump for that one. I love that pick. I don't have that pick, but I love it. 
Um, I think I have kind of two shockers here for both of my Cy Young picks. Um, like Leo, I, I, ha- I had to look a little bit. I went down in the bag, pulled out two more underrated guys for this award. For the AL, how about Shane Bieber? He's not underrated. He's a top five pitcher yeah, in baseball. But last year, he was underrated. And I know he didn't play that much. He was injured and stuff. But can we, we better not forget how good this guy is. Like, he was... So dominant in 2019, was it 2019? Or 2020, one of the two? I think he was better in 2020 than he was in 2020. I think he was better in 2020 than he was in 2019. However, I think his success is going to be back this year because he's the he's clear-cut best pitcher on the Guardians. Um, he's just, he's so mind-boggling good. And he, I will, from watching the Tigers a lot, um, he owns, <laughs> he literally owns them. Um, hopefully well, not this year. Every every Guardians pitcher owns the yeah, Tigers. Yeah, oh, I know all Trish about McKenzie that. McKenzie had like an eight, like eight, eight inning no hitter. Yep, I know all about. I know all about the Guardians pitchers. But um, I think Shane Bieber is going to come back from injury better than ever. I think he's going to have his best season yet. I'm not even lying. Really? I think I think this is going to be some of the best baseball we've ever seen so from Shane Bieber. With, even with the illegal substance ban, you still think he's going to yeah. win Cy Young? Yeah, we've seen how harder, like how much harder it is for pitchers after this ban. Um, I think I think that Shane Bieber is going to win this award. Uh, NL, I'm gonna go Julio Urias from Los Angeles. He's a guy I think he, he's a guy who I think should have won last year. He's not even the best pitcher on that team. See, I th- but I, I think he could be. But, yeah, I, he, he very well could he be. Very well could. They be. still have Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. Also, Clayton Kershaw in spring training, watching him uh, throw those nasty curveballs again. Like it's nice, nice prime nice, Kersh. Nice, nice and nostalgic. Yeah. So I think even though he's, pro- I'll say right now, I think Walker Bueller is the best pitcher on the Dodgers. I don't think he's the best pitcher on the team right now, but I think he will be after this season because of his NL uh, Cy Young Award. I think that he's going to take it home because, like he said, like we said, he probably should have won it last year, and he was just so dominant, and this Dodgers team is going to be so dominant. So why not give it to Julio Urias? I got two underrated picks for my Cy Youngs here, Chris. Yeah, no, I'll, ke- I'll keep it in the NL. Uh, keep it with the Los-, Los Angeles Dodgers. I have Walker Bueller. I just think he's going to be a dominant force on the mound again. Uh, he has the the Dodgers defense to back him up there even if he doesn't do great. Uh, yeah, that's going to save him so much. Yeah, no, no, you got freaking Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor, um, who else? Freddie Freeman. Doesn't matter, Justin the whole Turner, team. Is they're Trey crazy. Turner. It's, to me, it's, the whole team. It, they're, they're just perfect on paper. Uh, I, I'll keep preaching it. Yeah. And then for the AL, I have uh, Garrett Cole. Might be a little biased, but he is. Also, I should have picked Zach Wheeler. He's he is a dominant force. Uh, even though without the the substance ban, he did when when it first happened. Uh, Spider Tack, <laughs> Spider Tack boys, we like to call him. Yeah, he was um, not good, but I mean, he was still in the running for Cy Young though. <laughs> yeah, because once once it once he got called called out using it, he decreased. But then he. He looked like he started to hit up speed, uh, uh, steam yeah. again, and he just he started playing great, great, great baseball, and I, I hope he can be good without spider tack. Yeah, let's hope so, because baseball is better when Gary Cole's pitching good. Uh, lastly, the big daddy, MVP. Um, Tell us about it, Leah. I don't think my picks are going to be super interesting, but Vlad, Jr., um, Vlad Jr.'s season last year is probably one of the best individual seasons by a first baseman of the last, of the last century. The only reason why he didn't win is because we had the second coming of Babe Ruth. Vlad Jr. gets his MVP this year. Plain and simple. I don't think there's another guy. Luis Robert, maybe. Um, Marcus Simeon, but he's on the Texas Rangers. So, yeah, I think that he's going he's gonna to win MVP this year. NL MVP, Juan Soto, if he was on a better team, should have been the MVP last year. But you, could, you only have the Washington Nationals to blame for him not winning one. 
But Soto will win MVP this year because I mean he's got. I mean he'll probably. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he hits over like four hundred for the entire season. He's just that good of a baseball player, and I will. I, I do think it's gonna uh, happen. So yeah, uh, I got Soto and then Vlad Jr. All right, uh, I like those picks. Obviously, more favorite uh, favorites there, but I'm gonna take. I'll start in the NL because it's a little less surprising. I'm gonna take Ronald Acuna. I know this guy tore his ACL last year. But I don't care because he is he's he's top five player in baseball. Top five he's a top five player in baseball. Top five position player or top five player? He's a top five player in baseball. I think he's incredible. He's the face of Atlanta right now now because Freddie Freeman's gone. Um, he's the best player on that team. And he's going to prove why, even though he got hurt, he's going to prove why he is the best player in the Atlanta Braves. He's going to prove why he's a top five player in the league. And I think he could be top three after this year. Wow. I don't think it's crazy because he is that good. I think he's going to bounce back and win MVP. AL, I'm taking Luis Robert. I mean... We saw what he did in 2021 when he came back from injury. Um, it just only makes me question what's in store for 2022. He is going to be an absolute monster. I think he hits for at least 320. I think he's going to have an incredible season. I don't even care at this point because I think that Luis Robert is going to be the best player on the White Sox. Well, if not, he already is. But I think after the season, 100% is going to be the best player on the White Sox. And I think he's going to feast off the, uh, what's it called, the um, AL Central pitching. Because it's not the best. They have a couple besides, of aces. Besides the Guardians. Yeah. He's besides be- the Guardians and maybe a couple of aces here and there. He's going to feast off of that pitching in the division. He's going to feast off the talent in the division. And I think that Luis Robert is just going to have a breakout year. He's going to be a top 10 player in baseball this year. Book it down. Wow. Um, I like Well, that. for I the like AL, that. I have mine more as simple, clear cut. Uh, Vlad Jr. I feel like he's – Vlad Jr. is just he, – he was amazing last year. He had a great season last year. And – with he slimmed down this year too, which is making him even better. He might even have a better career, I mean, a better uh, season than he did last year, and that was that was still insane. Last year's season was it's almost hard to beat, but he can do it now, and he's even he's improved so much more than he has last year, and I I just think he can do it this year. And then for the NL, another non surprise, I have uh, Ronald Acuna. Uh, like Jacob said, had ACL injury. Uh, I don't care. He's still good. <laughs> Literally. That's all you need to say about him. Uh, you done there? Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do, that was all of the award predictions. We're just going to cut it into a quick segment here. And then after the break, we're going to move right on to the NBA tier list pre-playoffs. I could not be more excited for the playoffs, too. We got we got the playoffs starting soon. We got the MLB season. Like This is going to be prime sports right here. But uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll see you in like a minute. I say it's going to be like prime sports. Like... Like we said, prime sports like yeah. last week because it's like, gonna be like, like last month with like the March Madness. Yeah, it's it's just back again. Like, it's gonna be you, NFL drafts coming up. Soon oh my too. god, it's gonna this next couple weeks are gonna be insane. April's just gonna be action packed. April. Yeah, I can't wait for it. So we'll we'll take a quick break. We'll see you in a minute for our, uh, pre playoffs NBA tier list. Let's do it. And we are back. So uh, we're gonna be resuming our final segment. Here is going to be the NBA. Pre-playoffs tier list. Um, our tiers are the top tier is finals favorites, finals contenders, playoff contenders, first round exits, play in maximum, meaning the farthest they're gonna go is the play in, and then just eliminated. So any team that's not gonna make the play in basically. So without further ado, I'm gonna try to get a turn so all of you can see it here. Uh, let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. They're the first team that final I have favorites. on here. Final, final favorites. They are definitely final, final favorites. favorites. They have a great shot to uh, repeat this year. Um, I think Giannis is. Giannis is my MVP, actually. I know 
my midseason predictions say otherwise, but Giannis is my MVP right now, and I think that the Bucks are playing great basketball. We are actually watching them right now behind us. Um, the Mavericks and Bucks are playing right now, and the, we should probably we'll talk about the Mavericks because they're winning, but the Bucks are. Uh, the Bucs are losing right now, but besides the point, uh, some regular regular season game doesn't matter. The Bucs are finals favorites. I don't think that's anything short to say. We don't have to add anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets. Playoff contenders. So, playoff contenders. You say they're, playoff they're in the play. All right. They are locked in the play. They're locked in the play. If they were in the playoffs, finals contenders. Yeah. But they're not. They're in the play. In. See, like, they, they can, can just lose one game. They, they, can beat, they can beat the best teams in the NBA, but they lost. They lost last night, and then now they're in the play-in. That is on them. This duo is only going to take them so far because, I mean, like, just like let's be real. Because they beat the crap at the Sixers. They can beat the crap. They like beat the crap of the the or yeah. They beat the crap out of these East teams, and then lose to like the Hornets or something stupid like that. Playoff contenders. They, what's interesting about them? They're the ten seed right now. Like they're in the. <laughs> they could lose. They they're lose, in the. They could just lose one game. And they're, they're out. It's not that they're just in the play-in. They're the ten seed. So. Like Chris said, if they if they're locked in at the ten seed right now, if they lose their game, they're gone. And I think the nine seed is the Hawks, who they just lost to last night. So they're not safe. I I I could argue finals contenders, but right now I got to see them make the playoffs first. Um, like wait till Kyrie's back. Wait till Kevin Durant's healthy. They're they're healthy, healthy. and now they're not winning. So they're healthy. We'll have to see how it goes. I think that their playoff contenders are best, to be honest. And I think that we'll leave them there. Uh, Knicks eliminated. I'm sorry, Chris. They are they are officially eliminated. Um, they can't make the play in. Um, I think all the teams in the East besides the play in are eliminated. So nothing we can say about the Knicks. Toronto Raptors. I think they're this playoff is, contenders. This is interesting. I think yeah, they're playoff contenders. contenders. The way they've been playing as of recently, they've looked like one of these the best teams in the East. I think they were like a play in team at best. Yeah. Like when we did our mid season predictions. Now they are playoff contenders. I don't like. I don't think that they're that far off from finals contenders either. Obviously, they're not probably finals contenders, but they're playing great basketball in a stacked Eastern Conference right now, and they're hot. They're, they're playing, one of the teams that uh, uh, displaced the Nets. Yeah, they're playing dangerous right now, and I don't think that they should be overlooked in the first round. Whoever they're playing, because they can if they play the Heat first round, I think the Raptors would very well beat the Heat. So the Raptors are going to be a dangerous team come playoff time. I like to see a little bit more from them in order to bump them up to finals contenders. But right now, it's hard. It's hard to not be happy with the basketball the Raptors are playing. I think playoff contenders is a great fit for them. Man, way. I wish Kawhi stayed. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine that team? Oh my God, Kawhi would be their well, he'd be their five. But they, they like, I mean, they just run. They literally run. They would. Five, they would they run five, the regular they season. Five, they run five guys on the floor who are like in between the, the heights of six nine, six three. Crazy length, crazy defense. They can all shoot. They would be the owners of the regular like, season. Like, Chris Boucher probably would not be in the NBA if it weren't for Nick Nurse. Yeah. Like, like he's literally, like, a 200-pound, 6'10 center. Them in the Heat, oh, my, I've never seen teams produce talent, like, just from random role players any yeah. better. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. The Raptors make use of every guy they have on their roster, and I think that's why they're, they're so deep. So they're going to be able to compete. And also, home games in Toronto— if you're playing, if you're an NBA team, and if you're not, <laughs> if you're the freaking Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play in Toronto. So if the Nets match up with Toronto, say in the play-in, and it's in Toronto, Kyrie Irving can't play. So and let's just put that out there. If there's any NBA, NBA any NBA player right now that's not vaccinated, you can't play in Toronto in the playoffs, or at all. So. That's something to note. Wait, that might be some. That, that's true home court advantage for Toronto. Wait, so the, are, the, are the Toronto Raptors in the play-in right now? Uh, I think they're either the six or seven. Who would be their matchup? Would 
So it would yeah, be I think it's either seed? it's either the Hawks or the Hornets. All right, so it would be the seven. So it would be the seven seed. But that's home. That's a home game. So. Oh no! They are the fifth seed. They're the, they're what? No, I, they're, so they're actually in the playoffs. Oh my god! That's so they oh seed. they would put the Sixers. <laughs> and there was a report that came out. Celtics and Sixers denied answering the question truthfully when asked if they were fully vaccinated. Just want to say that, so we don't know if. Well, the whole... no, because they literally played in Toronto like like, like like five days ago. I, it won't be a star player, there. but like maybe some, like somebody like a role player. Oh no, Charles Bassey's not vaccinated. Not <laughs> B-ball Paul needs to be vaccinated, bro. I hate DeAndre <laughs> Jordan so much. I hate him, dude. He's so garbage. Well, yeah, Charles Bassey's balling in the G League, by the way. He <laughs> broke like a, like a thirty-eight point double double or something nuts like that. Yeah. So, oh my God. Toronto's dangerous, and I think they have true home court advantage with the vaccination rules. Moving on to the Utah Jazz. I'm gonna say first round exits. Would you have really? To Would you have nah. To- well, I think first if, round exit. It's if Utah. If they're late, if they. If they stay, they stay at the fifth seed. Uh, they will be first round exit. We have seen it time uh, and see. Time they could be again. a first round exit, but I'm going to say playoff contenders. Like because they make it to the second round every year. This uh, is this probably. is this is not every year. It is. We are year. seeing they're they have blown two consecutive twenty point leads in their two most recent games. Last night they did against the Warriors. They didn't score a single point in like the final five minutes of the game. They went. They got. They got. They let, they let up an eighteen nothing run. This team. This team's not in the same Utah Jazz we're accustomed to seeing. Donovan Mitchell, he's playing great, but he's not playing the best basketball of his Utah career. Rudy Gobert, he's playing great, but it's not the best basketball of his Utah career. I think they, they are first-round exits, especially in that Western Conference, because they're going to be the sixth seed, probably. They're going to match up against a team like Memphis, Golden State, Phoenix. Not Phoenix, sorry. Memphis, Golden State, or nice. Dallas. Like They're going to lose first round. That's why I have them first round exits. I don't think that they're anything better. Like, are you okay if I put them in first round exits for this year? Sure. Because it's just literally look who they're gonna have to play. They're gonna they're gonna have to play an absolute bloodbath of a matchup. Like those those top seeds, they are much better than uh, Utah in terms of paper. So we're we're gonna put Utah in first round exits, which is kind of crazy. Houston Rockets, they are already eliminated. Nothing to say about them. Although I do like Jalen Green better now. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans playing maximum, playing maximum, play maximum, but they they could honestly make a little noise in the playoffs. They could, they Dude, could. imagine if Zion comes back. Like no, he's not coming. He's back. Not, I know he's but not. Crazy. But imagine how much better Dude, New Orleans would be. That, I, see the video of him dunking the basketball. I don't know if his feet are actually like pressing on the board. Yeah, did you see hard. the? Did you see the? Did you see the floor is literally or like, that's, dented. I, I hope it's photoshopped. I really hope it's photoshopped. There's no way he actually can't put that much pressure on the floor where it just bends like that. The floor was – it literally looked like a trampoline. It did. Like, if you – go watch the video of Zion throwing down an off-the-glass windmill. The floor is bent. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Uh, but New Orleans, they – I'll give them credit. They played great basketball. They just beat the Lakers twice. I know that's not the, that the, impressive. They beat, the, they beat the Lakers with their quote-unquote big three. I know that's not impressive, but they they beat the Lakers twice this week, uh, which has got them into this position. And I think that it's it's really, really nice for New Orleans because – I know they're kind of always hovering around this position. They're never in the top of the West. But we like to, we like to see some improvement from them, especially the Zion. Hopefully he comes back next year. Um, next team is very interesting. We got the Lakers. They could play they maximum. Could, play in yeah, maximum, 100%. They could be eliminated. They could honestly be eliminated. Right now, we literally cannot count the Lakers out until the last game of the season. But this team's not going anywhere past the play-in. They're, they might lose first game of the play-in. They, I think oh, they, they will. will. They definitely will. They are atrocious right now. They're a game behind the San Antonio Spurs. And the dude. Spurs are horrible. 
I thought they were going to be like bottom three in the West at this point. Like judging by mid season, Dejounte Murray's yeah. that guy. Yeah, he is literally. Have you ever heard somebody say he is him? That That's boy, what Dejounte Murray. That boy's is. nice. That boy nice, like that, Chris is. That boy nice. Yeah, that he, boy is nice. He's triple double machine. I love Dejounte Murray. I hope the Spurs. We'll, we'll talk about them later, but I hope the Spurs can actually get past the Lakers because I would love to see the Lakers miss the playoffs. Like. That's just my dream. But uh, Chicago Bulls. First round exit. First round exit. We preached it. I tried to tell them. We are Chicago Bulls pod. You guys weren't mid-season. I wouldn't say that. You guys weren't mid-season. No, I I mean. I was. Well, well, I just thought thought it was a bull. I, I knew they were frauds. I knew they were. But I call. I just wanted. To, I wanted to say I called it. I want to. Pl- I wanted to play the Bulls in the first round. Yeah. I want to play the Bulls in the first round. The, I think the only way the Bulls win a series is if they play like Toronto or something. Like no, Toronto's beating them. I think Cavaliers are beating I know. them. I think. Ooh, I don't. The think Nets could beat them. Cavaliers gonna be the play in. Uh, I don't think Cavaliers are better enough, better than them. But this team's not great. Uh, they have. They've been on a huge skid. They. I said it when we did our midseason predictions, and this is my hot take. The Bulls are not making it past the first round. That stands. Plus, I don't think they've still beaten a team that's top three in the NBA, like top three in both conferences, like the top six teams in the NBA. I don't think they've beaten any of them once. Um, so Chicago, they're not they're they're just pretenders. Like that's just that's just pretty much as far as it goes. I think that we can all agree they're gonna be first round exits, and I'm glad that I called that a couple episodes back. Uh, moving on, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. This I is think a this one could be interesting. This is right. this is this is really hard to pick because they're, they're just gonna have a tough matchup, which is gonna be hard for them. Yeah, they're in the play in right now. They're trying ever so slightly to get in the playoffs with the Nuggets, um, but I don't think that they get into the playoffs. I think they're gonna have to match up with probably like the Spurs or something um, in the play in tournament. But that's tough. Do we put them in play in max or do we put them in? Uh, I'd, I'd say first first. Because, first. Because the Timberwolves, I think they can make noise. I would put them in playoff contenders. I would put them in playoff, uh, not contenders. I would, I would put them in first round exits because the West is stacked. Um, if there was if the, if there was a uh, a tier in between playoff contenders and first round I get first round exits, that's where I would have them in. Yeah, I, I would say so too because if they if we put them in play in maximum, they're going to be a seven eight seed. So their matchup is going to be either the Pelicans or the Spurs. Um, I think those are two easy wins for the Timberwolves. Hopefully. So that would get them into the playoffs, which would then be a first round exit. That's my reasoning for that. I think that they're 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 a very good team, but I don't think they're there just yet. Next year, though, Anthony Edwards' development is going to help them a lot more. Um, Portland Trailblazers—they are eliminated. They are completely atrocious without Damian Lillard, so we don't even need to talk about them. Denver, oh, this... playoff contenders, playoff contenders. No, yeah. Jokic, Jokic is just too good for them to not be playoff contenders. But look at who their no, matchup's going to be. No, no, playoff contenders. Playoff contender. I'll put them there I don't now. care who I'll, the I'll matchup is. They're going to contend in the playoffs. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Um, I think they I think they do lose, lose first round, to be honest with you. But they're going to be able to contend, like Leo's saying. Um, they're, they're, they'll keep it close, whatever series. And I think if they're playing in the first round, six or seven games, easily. Uh, Jokic is incredibly good. Uh, we've seen him carry the Nuggets without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Like That's so impressive for where they are in the West right now in a stacked conference. It's tough. It's very tough for them this year. I don't think they get anywhere past the second round, but I'll put them in playoff contenders. I think that's respectable. Anything else? Yeah, no, you guys have it. All right. Thunder, they are eliminated. Yeah. I do like Shy Gilgus, though. Um, Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I'd say finals they are finals contenders. Finals contenders. What a world we live in. Sure. Uh, hello? We'll just let me drag them up there. There we go. <laughs> Grizzlies? Oh my God, they're 20-2 without John Morant. They're a better team without John. No. They're no. T- no. Cannot, they, they, are that, they are just that good of a team. 
They're that good of a team. They, have, they don't even need their star players. They have win. the best depth in the NBA. For sure. It is incredible sure. how good they are. They just beat the Suns without four starters this week. The Suns are the best team in the NBA. How? Like, I was so surprised to see that. The, Gri- the Grizzlies. I, I'm so happy for the Grizzlies, man. Like, they are, ever since, like, 2012, they have been the definition of a grit and grind team. Well, I know. This, this is the new era. This is the new I n- era. I never thought it would come back. This is the new era. Grizz. I never no, thought it would come back. Grizz. I never thought. New era Grizz. They're back. The grit no, and grind Grizzlies. It's a new era Grizz. No. It's a new era Grizz. It's the high-flying high, flyer, high flying Grizzlies. Well, true. John Morant is in. He can dunk at the gym. I would say I would say all credit to Taylor Jenkins, their head coach. I really, he's an incredible job. I really think he's done an incredible job with that team. Um, John Morant is one of the. I personally, I think he could potentially be a top ten player in this league. I think he is right now. I, think he could be. I, I don't think it's anything short to say. Like John Morant has got, he's gotten his team here, but he they're twenty and two without him. Yeah. How impressive he's, is he's that? One of the, this team is one of the best teams in the NBA. I don't want to put them finals favorites because this is like their first year of contending. yeah. This is their first year contending. We don't know how they're going to the yeah. be in the playoffs, like Chris said. So yeah, I would. I'm happy with finals contenders. Yeah, but they are the two seeded right now, and that's probably what they're going to be with the Warriors struggling a little bit. So we'll have to see how it goes. Dallas Mavericks, ooh, was so close. If they uh, had been playing finals contenders, if they had only been... because of the last two like seasons of how they've fallen short and lost in the first round. But I also think this is the best Dallas team that it we've is. seen in the yes. Luka Doncic era. See, I'm, 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 I'm going to put them playoff contenders only yeah. because of the fact they haven't had a sustained, sustained level of excellence. That I, w- we I would have agree. Seen because. Outside of like Luka Doncic, I don't really trust anybody on this team to close games besides maybe Jalen Brunson. Yeah, because he's just a fundamentally sound player. I I just I just think they're playoff contenders. I don't think I I don't, I don't think I can put them in the finals contenders. Yeah, I, I think would I be surprised if they got here? Yeah, but not as surprised as many many other people would be. I think their ceilings probably Western Conference Finals, but. I really love how well they provided Luka Doncic with shooting because we've seen how incredible of a playmaker Luka Doncic is. And guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Tim Hardaway Jr., they're all knocking down Spencer shots. Spencer Dinwiddie. How, yeah, how about Spencer Dinwiddie? We, we, had, we flamed the Mavericks at the trade deadline. Yep. All for it that. Was, all. I think it was a win-win for both teams. Oh, yeah, because Porzingis, Porzingis, Porzingis is playing, playing very good. He actually good. is playing great. I'll give him that. And they, the Wizards just beat the Mavericks last night. I mean, not last night. A couple nights ago. I think it was Friday night. Mm-hmm. By like 30 or whatever. So Yeah, they smacked them. Yeah, so the, the Mavericks, we just need to see like a, just one more guy to part with Luka Doncic. And I think this team is ready to compete for, fi- ready to compete for finals. Yeah. Uh, but for now, playoff contenders, probably. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio Spurs. Playing the best. They're playing maximum. I don't think, we, I don't think we get discussed about. Yeah, that. I love Dejounte Murray, like we've said uh, so, a couple minutes ago, but they're they're not going to get past the plan. I don't think. Phoenix Suns are final favorites. One hundred percent. We don't. I don't think we need to talk about the Suns. Suns like, in four. <laughs> that well, does it continue from last year? We'll have uh, to see. Maybe yeah. uh, the fir- first round, second round, maybe Western Conference Finals. Maybe not the whole it's just so it's just it's just so impressive how good <laughs> Phoenix is. Like Monty Williams, you can still put five fingers. You still have five fingers on your hand. Suns and five. Yes, Suns and just Suns, literally Suns. Um, I, I I love Monty Williams as a coach. He's transformed that team. Same with Chris Paul. They've really both stepped into a much much needed like role to fill, and they've both done an excellent job. Same I think Devin that Booker. exactly. Devin Booker stepped up. He's we always know we've always known that he's been that good. And we just needed to see a star next to him. And now we do. And Phoenix is probably the second best depth in the league behind Memphis. So I think they're easily finals favorites. They were this, the, two, the two teams that we have there right now are the Bucks and Suns, who literally made the finals last year. So I, I just think Phoenix is just going to contend for a couple of years at this point. until Probably until Chris Paul retires, mm-hmm. I would say. So um, pretty easy one there. 
Clippers. This is this is interesting. I, I'm gonna, I don't want to say first round. I'm exit. gonna say first round exit only because of the fact they don't have Kawhi, Paul George, Robert Covington literally turned into Kawhi Leonard for one game, <laughs> like 43 points, 11 triples. Are you kidding me? That was incredible. Absolutely insane. But they are gonna be a uh, first round exits. Yeah. Unfortunately, they do yeah, not they, have all star power the team. A, they've clinched at least a play. Uh, Plan, plan, yeah. They, I think they could easily run through those those West playing teams because those think, West playing teams right now are absolutely atrocious. I think the two teams in the West that get out of it are the Clippers and the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and which would probably lead to them both being first round exits. But when they have Paul George, they're a completely different. They are, they are, they were so and good. I, I'll, I'll give the, I'll give the Clippers credit. They've held their own this entire season, pretty much with Paul George missing time since December. Yeah. So they've completely held their own. Uh, Los Angeles, they're they're gonna be they're the better Los Angeles team, and they're gonna they're gonna be okay in the playoffs. I think they'll get maybe one or two games on whoever they're playing. They're gonna be a low seed, obviously, so they're gonna have to match up Suns or Grizzlies probably. Um, but I think Clippers are they'll be okay. They'll be they'll be all right, um, and I think they're gonna make the playoffs. But I just want to say something. Look at these two LA teams. We've uh, like last couple of years we've seen like big stars go there, and we've. There was the one off season where like it seemed like every per, every like player was going to LA one of Kawhi, the LA teams. Paul George, Literally. one of the and even the, yeah, and they're both playing teams. I love it. If or not, oh let's go to LA. This, this, no. this is I think this is the most heritable the NBA has been since like twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, because it's I feel like they all went there to like. The retired basketball. It's the retirement basketball yeah, league in LA. Yeah. Playing, they should be playing at LA Fitness. They they called the Lakers a retirement. <laughs> so the Lakers players are literally, literally, literally like playing in LA Fitness like like five days ago. That's what I feel like when I'm watching the Lakers. Like, in the when Nets. Gabriel was like playing at your local YMCA until he got a contract. When the Lakers and Nets are playing and like their depth, their bench comes in, I feel like I'm just oh watching. My God. I feel like I'm ES- watching a scrimmage. ESPN like loves to torture us bench. with their freaking with their with their prime time matches. I do not want to watch Lakers Nuggets for the eighth time this season, okay? Lakers Pelicans too. Please stop putting the Lakers on primetime television when they don't even have LeBron. Just to add insult to injury, I don't want to say the same thing about the Knicks. I'm sorry, Chris. They but do the same ahead. thing. They put the Knicks probably had like 30 games this year on TV, and I oh didn't watch a single God, one. Of them. They had the one good year last, decent year last year. Yeah, it's just a big because Randall because Randall can, cannot play in front of crowds. So when there was no yeah. crowds, he was just it's shooting just, the lights out. Just because when they saw a New York big market team, they're like, oh, oh, people are gonna watch. Oh no! People didn't no. like the They stopped. Nobody wants to watch Knicks Hawks for the ninth time, <laughs> dude. Nobody. Oh, quiet, nah, please. Nah. Doesn't matter. No ice tray. Ice tray drops twenty one. Big bop boop. No, <laughs> no. I don't care, bro. I don't care. Please put the fun teams to watch on national television, bro. Yeah. Like, I especially feel, with this many good teams like right they now. Should. Yeah. They like they. Sorry to cut you off, yeah, but they like they like, they like like they'll be like Memphis Grizzlies Bucks. It's beyond the local channels, dude. How many games the Suns got this year? Like. They I swear they got like ten, and they are the best team in the league. They're like, the best by far. We we that's the only thing I'll criticize the NBA about is their national television picking is just bad. It's awful. But, but like they give teams like forty games. I don't care. I don't care if they're the best team no, in the league. The no team. No team should, no, have, 40, should have forty. No team games. should have half of their schedule on television. On national television, dude. Sorry, Chris. What are you no, saying? Why? Why can't they like change primetime games during the? Yeah. Why can't the they season? flex? NFL them. does it. NFL, NFL yeah. flexes them all the time. Just, please just save save <laughs> oh, your league and flex the game. Yes. That's just a little rant that we had. To, uh, no, we had. That also, was that also. Was, I love ESPN updating me on Instagram how much the Lakers suck. It's so like oh, oh like oh the Lakers are zero and ten in their last ten games. Oh thanks. ESPN. It's not like I already knew that. You know what was funny? What when they put when uh, the who the Lakers do? I think they lost to the Pelicans, and they're like the Lakers have fallen out of the play-in. 
And then, like, uh, the Spurs lost that night, and the Lakers re- moved right back in, which was just hilarious. It was just ESPN. Um, that's that's a much-needed rant. We had to do that. Out of the plan. Like, okay, they're just a crappy team with LeBron. Yeah. We, we, had, to, we had to go off that little rant just there because – NFL, uh, not the NFL, the NBA can prove a couple things. Same with ESPN, especially. Uh, all right, back to the tier list. Golden State Warriors. This is a very interesting team. I would say finals contenders. Um, the way they're playing, well, they don't have all their stars. The right way now. they're playing right now, if, <laughs> I would say first round exits. But let's not forget Curry's going to come back. And then back. Andrew Wiggins is going to play better when Curry comes back. Clay's mm-hmm. going to play better. I, I think they're going to play better when Curry comes back. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is not going to play better. He has been ice cold, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. He's. he's, he's We'll have to see because. Thank you, Warriors fans, for voting him to the All Star game. It was really, yeah. it was really. Yeah, much how, how'd you like that one? Yeah, how do how do you like it when he's shooting forty percent for the free throw line? <laughs> We're literally worse than Ben Simmons from the free throw. They like, might as well bring uh, what's his name? Uh, who they have last? Kelly 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 Oubre. Oubre Kelly Oubre yeah, is better Oubre. than Andrew Wiggins. I don't even think it's a hot take. I think Kelly Oubre is better than Andrew Wiggins because Kelly Oubre is playing better. Okay, on I don't know that. No. No, sorry, no. I yeah, I'm sorry. It was Kansas um, Andrew Wiggins, and sure. I'll give you that. Uh, I think me and Christian have to agree that Wiggins is better than Oubre. Ken more is better than Andrew Wiggins. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> uh, I think the Warriors are finals contenders, to be honest. If they're, if they're fully healthy. If Curry's not back, oh my god, First that team's ugly. Exit. That team's ugly. But if Curry's there, they're finals contenders. Also, all credit to Jordan Poole's been playing absolutely oh, insane. Oh, he stepped, up in, he stepped up in the much-needed like role. Like 38 points in that, uh, in that Suns loss. Yeah, he's insane. phenomenal. Insane. Um, yeah, I think... Warriors are probably going to be finals contenders, but I actually don't think that they make the Western Conference Finals, to be honest with you. Wow. I don't think they do. No. Uh, Pistons, they are eliminated. Uh, Kings Kate, are Kate, also... Kate Cunningham's a bucket. Yeah, oh, my God. I could go on and on. I, I like how Embiid drops 37, and we only scored 94 against Pistons. Yeah, how about that? Pistons beat the Sixers. Doc Rivers! Me and, yes. Leo, me and Leo were smiling about that one for a little bit. Oh, it was, it was so awesome, no, because... No. Not yet. Why? They're not eliminated yet. Yeah, they are Kings. Not officially. Kings are oh. going to be. They're going to be. They're not, not making. Officially eliminated. Stop it. All right, they're eliminated. Kings are not making the well, All right, we're going to predict that they're becoming eliminated. Is that, <laughs> is that okay with you, Chris? I mean, they could go ahead of the Lakers. I don't know, DeMontis Sabonis. They could go ahead of the Lakers. All right. That would not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. This team's a first-round exit. First-round exit. We, we, we gave them their credit at midseason when they were playing great basketball. They were, they, I think that at that point they were like the three-seed. But right now they're slipping. They're in the play-in right now. It could be a play-in maximum, honestly. I I, I, I thought, I say, I thought I about it. I thought about it, but but play-in maximum means they're not getting past the play-in. Um, I think Cleveland. I think it's possible. It's very very possible, but I think Cleveland's yeah. actually going to get in. Um, but they they might. I think they're going to be like an AT kind of kind of matchup. Um, they're, but they're they're becoming a little overrated at this point. I I wouldn't say overrated because they're kind of just sucking right now. But uh, they're 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 going to be an overlooked team, and I think they should be because they're not playing great right now. Uh, Boston Celtics, who, wow. We said, when we did who's hot, who's not, we all had the Celtics. And for good reason, because this team was number one in the East this week. Now, I think they're like second, but Leo's has, Leo's giving me a face because he's a Sixers fan. Playoff contenders. Yeah. Because Uh, Robert Williams just went down. Exactly! No finals for the Celtics. Well, we knew that. You guys aren't getting another, you guys are not going to, you only, like, Celtics fans, you like you realize you only have one ring since like nineteen like nineteen sixty or like nineteen seventy. You only or no no since like nineteen ninety. You only have like one ring. It's just big market. That's why they're always talking like that. But yeah, but, Jason Tatum won't win a ring ever. Okay. Okay. Slow down. I think he does. Yeah, well, not on the Celtics. We'll see. He still win a ring. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, he can still win a ring. Yeah. Not on the Celtics, though. I hate the Celtics. Back to the Celtics. I hate um, them. I think this team. 
This team's great, but Robert losing Robert Williams hurts them hurts so defense. much. Like, their defense was their defense and offense was like top three at one point, and I think it actually honestly like really close to still being that way. But Robert Williams is going to hurt them so much. He was playing phenomenal defense. Now they lose him, and he's he's his time will returns like during the playoffs, like during the first round. So Boston's defense is going to take a hit. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are still going to produce incredibly on offense. They're still going to propel Boston to the playoffs. They're they're going to lock up a top four seed in the conference. Uh, but it, it's just a lot of question marks now because we've seen how good they are in the regular season, but they're infamously known for not playing the best in the postseason. That Especially recently. Sure. So we'll have to see. But I think it's very fair to put them in the same tier as the Mavericks, Nuggets, Raptors, and Nets. I think that's very reasonable. Next, we have Sixers. Don't do it, Liam. I'm, <laughs> I'm, the way they've been playing right now, I'm... Alright, if you take out the Hornets game yesterday where they dropped 144, they would probably be like a playoff contender first round exit. I wouldn't say first round. I would say playoff contender. But I mean, I think I'm gonna keep him there. I, I, I'm I mean, sorry. I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold I'm not gonna like hold it against you or anything because I wouldn't I like like the like the way that Doc Rivers or I, I well Doc I think I think we use I think as Sixers fans Doc we use Doc Rivers as a scapegoat a lot but I think it's for good reason he's a he's not he's just not a good NBA coach like why do we have DeAndre Jordan like like I swear to God every time DeAndre Jordan is in the game the other team is like oh lunchtime like they're gonna feast they're gonna feast. Paul Reed needs to. Uh, I mean, this is this is just a, like a Sixers rant right here. Paul Reed needs to play instead of DeAndre Jordan. Doc Rivers needs to put Matisse Thybul on the best player on each team. Like you think that'd be common knowledge? You like, oh, let's put Matisse Thybul on Kyrie Irving, or or like when they when they play the Pistons, let's put Matisse Thybul on Cade Cunningham. No, no, they don't do that. They don't do that, and that's why the Sixers are play in contenders. Yeah, okay. or playoff contenders, playoff contenders, not finals. Not all finals right, contenders. I'll talk about the Sixers uh, while my website loads back up because it just crashed for a second. But all right, we're all good. All right, so the Sixers, I'm gonna keep them in playoff contenders because the way they've been playing right now, awful. Like it's for a good a team as good as they are, they've been playing so subpar. Um, I think they have the they they have the highest they have like the they have the most volatility. They can yeah. they could be in the finals, they, we, but they can also be a first round exit. When we first I traded for when they first traded for James Harden, <laughs> I, I said we oops. When they first traded for James Harden, that team was the best team in the NBA for like three games. For five games, for they were five and zero, oh, and then um, I saw them play against the Magic. And then we saw and then we saw James Harden's true colors kind of come in. And now, especially recently, he's playing very he's very bad. He scored like twelve twelve yeah. points yesterday. So. His playmaking, his cheesesteaks are hitting them. <laughs> his playmaking is always going to be good, his but strength's only like like fifty percent yeah. still. I think the biggest playing qu- on one leg. I think the biggest question for the Sixers and James Harden in the playoffs it is, is, no, is his hamstring health and his scoring because that's going to define the Sixers season. To be honest, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, I'm going to keep them in playoff contenders. They could be finals contenders, but I'm going to keep them where I have them. Charlotte Hornets, uh, first round exits. Do you think they get in to the playoffs? It's gonna be, I mean, it's, it's gonna be hard. It's. I think they could potentially do it. I don't think the Cavs are anything special. I would, see. I just like. I just like Lamelo. I yeah. just like that team. I would put him at first round exits because they, there's. They could very well possibly get get out of the uh, get out of the plane. But I think they're gonna be a first round exit. I would say play in maximum. I'm not gonna lie. I think the Nets would beat them if they matched up. I think the Hawks would beat them if they matched up. And I think the Cavs could. But I think the. I, I would say play in maximum. To be honest with you, Chris. What this deciding vote here? <sighs> Um, I would probably say playing maximum because right now, if they stay at the nine seed or they drop to the ten seed, they probably will play the Nets and they they probably won't beat the Nets. Yeah, it's 
It's really it's a hard position for them. And I love Lamella too. I want to see him flourish and make the playoffs at least sometime soon. But I I don't know. I, I just I can't really see him getting past the first I can't see him getting past the first round at all. I don't really know if I see him getting even into the playoffs. Washington Wizards, they are going to be eliminated. They had a They're already eliminated. Yeah, they are. They, they had a decent season, but they were like 10, started out they were incredible. 10 and 1 at one point. But we all kind of knew that was going to happen. Magic are also eliminated. I love their core though. Um Pacers, Pacers are room. also eliminated. Atlanta Hawks. Uh, playing the, play, I think playing. I think first round exits. Or I think they're. Round, I, I think that if they matched up, they're beating Cleveland and they're beating. They're beating Charlotte, and that's all they're gonna have to do. Because if they play the Nets, say they lose to the Nets, they have to play one of those two teams, and I think that Atlanta actually gets into the playoffs. So I would probably say first round exits. But what a disappointment from last year, to be honest. Oh yeah, and the oh. Miami Heat. I would say finals contenders, playoff contenders. Really? I, I, yeah, they're the one seed. Yeah, they have fifty wins. The East is hard, though. But it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to judge teams in the East because the, the Bucks are like the number four seed right now, but we have them in finals contenders or fi- yeah. Yeah, finals favorites. I think the Heat, just their last stretch of games and their obviously very public fight with Spolster and Jimmy Butler. Obviously, we know Jimmy yes. Butler is quite the personality, but he's shooting like nine percent from three. I thought the stat was. It's something like that, yeah. Um, Which is I mean, the team is still playing very well despite that, but they have been losing some games. They just lost. They lost to the Sixers with Adam Bede. They they lost. They lost to the. They lost, they lost another game. I kind of forget what it was. It was kind of. It was embarrassing though. But yeah, the Miami Heat. I would say playoff contenders right now. I don't think. I don't. I don't think because I think they're in the same kind of group as the Celtics and the Sixers because those teams. I think those teams are just so hard to like. They're all interchangeable, yeah. but you can't because that's how it keeps going in the standings. You can't. You can't put one in front of the other, and you can't put one behind yeah. the other. So you, I would. I think you have to group them all in the same category. They're either all finals contenders or they're all playoff contenders. Agreed. Uh, you know what the Heat are? Inconsistently inconsistent. They literally they're change, They're interchanging in the standings every game. Um, they're not obviously the fight with Jimmy Butler and the, and uh, Udonis Haslam as well as Eric Spoelstra hurts their culture a little bit. They're they're, they're going to be fine, but I don't think that they're a great number one seed. They kind of remind me of like a Utah Jazz kind of team from years past, where they are great in the regular season, but they never really make noise in the postseason. They're never known for that. I think the be- their best postseason season was in the bubble. Um, so I I don't know. I just can't see. Miami getting anywhere past the second round. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose in the first round. I'm not even a lie because the East is that good. Uh, I just don't think that Miami is honestly going to go that far in the playoffs. They never really do. And I don't think that they're good enough to compete. Their roster isn't good enough to compete with everybody because their best players are Jimmy Butler and Kyle Rowry. For, for a recipe for success, that's not what I want. And I would take many other teams in the East over the Heat. Is there anything you want to add there, Chris? No, I, I think the Heat... Yeah, they they might be number one in the East right now, but they're they're not a true number one seed, are they? No. No. Um, I they could they could either they could be they could I mean they I could see them making it to the finals honestly, but Ooh. will they? Probably not. Well, I think I think they have to get a great they'd have to get great matchups for them to do that do to do so, and the teams that they'd have to play against they'd have to strategize really well against them, which we know they can do, but. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't see them going much farther than maybe the second round. Yeah, much faith. In and I think that's for the rest of the East teams outside of the Bucks. Honestly, yeah. Like I, it's they could, all of them could be upset first round except for probably the Bucks. I would say, but that's gonna wrap it up for our tier list. We have um, all we have we have it, we have it set up. So we're gonna post it on our Instagram. Uh, I forget the handle. Honestly, it's, is it uh, what's underscore up what, underscore yeah, next underscore on, podcast? You, you know it. So. Go follow our Instagram while you're at it, and 
If you want to see our full tier list, just right in front of your eyes, you can check it there. We're going to be posting it on our Instagram later after the publication of this episode. But that's going to do it for episode 11. Great episode. Can't wait to watch a great national championship game tomorrow. I always keep forgetting that it's literally the day after. Also, the women's national championship game is tomorrow. Want to do a quick prediction? Uh, Paige, B- Paige Buchers in four. <laughs> yeah, you. I think UConn's going to win. Yeah, UConn's going to win. Yeah, because that's I don't know anything about the other team. I don't even know who's in it. <laughs> I think it's South Carolina. I don't know. No, no, I think South, South Carolina. Carolina. Hold on, I'm, a, I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me. Who beat Louisville? Um, whoever beat Louisville. <laughs> Ford. I'm not being. I'm not being like. All right, all right. So it is South Carolina, okay, Connecticut. That's what I thought. I'm not being feminist. I felt like feministic. I just really didn't know who was in it. I'm sorry. All right, if so I anybody. UConn, South Carolina. I'm gonna go UConn. UConn. Paige Buchers. That's who I'm going with. Uh, so yeah, so Paige buckets. Paige, that's, yeah, that I, that should I don't be your think name. Her, I don't she think her last name is I think his last name is Buckets. It, it, she could she probably change she it. could probably be the best, like the third best player on the Lakers right now. No, oh, she could probably get minutes. That's to say least. I'd say two. Yeah, yeah, better than Anthony Davis. <laughs> she's not injured. Not street. She's not in street clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna do it for today. Great episode. Uh, hopefully, we get Christian back sometime soon. Probably not next week because I'll be away. But uh, coming soon, we're gonna be doing our mock draft soon enough. We're gonna see how the playoffs are starting baseball. That should be when I return. So I'm excited for the future of sports this year. I'm really excited to see how it all plays out and just happy we could put together another great episode for you guys. So that's going to do it for us today. And we'll see you whenever we see you next. So take care. Bye.